thank you so much for joining us on the uh, Court Games podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, to our listeners and readers, this podcast uh, is for the L5R community, uh, primarily the role-playing game community. My name is Jeannie Calvar, and uh, we have our other speakers for this today, Mike. Hi there, I'm usually uh, known as Korva on the podcast, uh, but I'm also Mike, so. <laughs> and uh, Finbar? Yeah, I'm Finbar, otherwise known as Steelfur on Discord, but, you know, um, that's about as far as it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm Jeannie Calvar, uh, I'm Kikita Kaori on the on the Discord, and our guest is David Annadale, who wrote Curse of Honor for Aconite Books. Welcome, thank you so much for coming. Well, thanks for having me. So we've gotten lots of questions that we'd like to talk to you about and, and find out about. Um, so we're gonna take turns asking them if that's okay. Absolutely. And anytime you want to uh, take a right turn and tell us anything new that's related, that's fine. Uh, let me pull up my list though. <laughs> All right, uh, so just to give our readers who might not be familiar with her book, uh, it's a Legend of the Five Rings novel, right, set in Crablands. That's right. And is it due for release on October 6th? As far as I know, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, that's when I'm anticipating it. Awesome. Well, we can't wait. Um, so I'll say the first question, and then we'll go around. Uh, what yep. was the process of being selected to write this book? How did this begin? Uh, well, it began when uh, Aconite got in touch with me to see if I'd be interested in uh, writing uh, for them. I had previously worked with uh, the um, uh, Lockie Llewellyn Lewis when she was uh, an editor at Black Library. And uh, they asked if I uh, would be interested in pitching some ideas for L5R. Uh, so I uh, put together a few ideas. And then uh, it's a uh, kind of a, a two-layered process where you send the pitch to Aconite, they pick the one the ideas that they like best, develop the pitch to them, and then that gets sent to FFG, who then approve uh, the, the pitch and send in notes uh, as well. So it's a kind of like a two-pronged editorial process. Cool, cool. Okay. So uh, when did you start writing this, and how long did it did it take in total? Oh, that's it's always such a blur trying to remember which project began when. Uh, it was, uh, I know, I can tell you when I finished it. It was just before Christmas. Um, okay. And uh, the the process began, I think it was, um, I think it was in the summer that we got the the story or the, the primary story approved. So it was essentially, it was in the fall that I wrote the book. Um Yeah, I mean, I guess you sound like, it was sort of a collaborative process in terms of you bringing ideas to them to write about. So were you familiar with the, the law of the world before you pitched or was it a process where they wanted you to work on the universe and you got involved then? It, it was more the latter. Uh, the, a lot of the, uh, the problems uh, with, uh, that Aconite is dealing with uh, are, were, were new to me. Uh, well, so, so, uh, some uh, were I, I'm familiar with, but uh, but uh, for L5R, this was my first experience. And I remember when I was first speaking with Lottie about uh, writing something for, for Aconite, and she mentioned this and how 
gorgeous the books were and and she was certainly absolutely right about that when uh once uh, i i saw the, the, the she, she sent me some pdfs uh to, to start getting me up to speed and i immediately ran out and bought the the hardcovers because they're they're just so stunning and uh it was uh, it, well, the time fiction i'd written prior to this uh has all been for uh, Warhammer 40,000, Horus Heresy, Age of Sigmar, so uh, tabletop war games as opposed to uh, role-playing games. But my primary background as a player is through role-playing games, so it was uh, nice to plunge into a new role-playing game and discover the, the world, and it's it's there are obvious overlaps between the two types of games, but there are also some significant differences. And the the depth of the lore and the maps and the ideas that are contained in the in books, uh, I just just found so invigorating. And uh, it really was like immersing myself in this completely new world, this wonderful new playground uh, when I began reading them. Have you played uh, fifth edition then, if you bought the book? It, I assume that's the uh, um, the FFG one, yeah. Yeah, the latest one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be the uh, yeah the fifth edition then. Did you work with anyone specifically at FFG to to help you out and answer any questions that you might have? Well, we uh, that was the second part of the process. So once uh, the um, once the book was turned in and. Uh, uh, the editing done uh, at the, the Aconite level, then it was sent to FFG to get their take on it. And uh, we got a lot of very, very helpful feedback from FFG on uh, help with the lore, because a lot of this is new to, to Aconite as well, right? So, so, but we had this resource with FFG. So if there's anything that we weren't sure about, we could check with them and, uh, uh, Trina was so was you know she she gave us all kinds of really thoughtful, uh, enormously helpful feedback on the uh, the, the culture that uh, of the of of the world how to approach it, uh, some things that you know so helping us get back on track where uh, where 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 I'd gone off the rails somewhere with some of the the characters or some of the lore. Uh, and uh, because there's just so much, right? Uh, that's the uh, that, that's the, the challenge of of any. Uh, I think any tie-in fiction, uh, when you're dealing with a big world, mm -hmm. then the there's which has been existing for years and years and years, and has been built up and built up, and there's so many uh, aspects to it that you and you, and you want to get it right. Uh, yeah. Even if you're dealing with one small sliver of it, and so it was really, uh, really, I'm very grateful for the help that we got from Katrina at FFG to uh, Katrina Ostrander to, uh, to to keep us on the the right path. Awesome. Did you find there were any difficult or problematic elements you had to deal with when you were writing a story set in Rock Again? In in what sense? Well, I, I mean, was there anything that you found difficult to do? Anything you you weren't sure that the how how well how best to handle that kind of thing? Um, it's, it's a really good question. I mean, the in some ways, it's a lot of the time, it's I think an overall sense of uh, a kind of a, a generalized awareness that there were a lot of things that not only that I I didn't know, but that I didn't know that I didn't know, and right. so hoping that I was 
being respectful and true to the world, to its spirit, to the to to both the the game and the spirit that it was uh, wanted to to capture, and the and uh, its its approach to the its its cultural inspirations and so forth. So there's a, there's a kind of awareness of uh, again wanting to be respectful and uh, aware that. You know, always are well I could be getting this wrong and uh hoping that uh as much as possible that I'm not uh yeah. that uh yeah, and and you know uh where where, where I, I I went awry uh hope to be less wrong another time <laughs> oh it's always good to be less wrong <laughs> yes yeah. so one of the things um so I've, I've read through the the preview copy and one of the things that I thought was quite interesting is that as someone who knows Elfavar quite well, there were times where I thought that the setting was captured very, very well in terms of like characterizations and things like that. But there were also a lot of sort of places where I was like, I could, I could understand people coming to the setting, just not knowing anything about the universe and reading the book and just being, being immersed in it fairly easily as mm -hmm. just a good fantasy novel. And how much did that sort of like thought process play in your writing in terms of I, th I think you've really put your, your finger on it because the, the idea is for the book was that it should be accessible to people who aren't deeply immersed in in L5R so that they they aren't going to be baffled by it yeah uh, by, by, by by the you know, the the sheer minutiae uh, let, let's say of of the lore and that was kind of the the directive from the beginning too that, that that's one of the reasons for instance why uh, the a lot of the the honorifics are um, you know like for instance um, we're, we're we're having le you know, lieutenant as as a title uh, yeah. simply so that the uh, the book then doesn't turn into either too many terms that the reader is simply going not going to know or you know a glossary uh, being necessary yeah. at the back so it was true the, the, it was a question of balance somewhere. They might have heard daimyo somewhere in right. Japanese and things like that, but they might not know what the word for a second lieutenant in terms in charge of, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so a few terms like like daimyo that should be become very clear from context, uh, hmm. and uh, and also so that we're not you know sanding off all the uh, the. the the individuality of the and the and the, and the specificity, I should say, of yeah. the of, of the world, uh, but at the same time not making it an obstacle. Uh, for, I think the yeah. example you gave there is is absolutely uh, the the idea. Awesome. Um, so L five R has, as well as the sort of static RPG setting, has this evolving storyline with it. Have you read mm -hmm. any of the evolving storyline or or what's current and up to date or have you focused more on the you know historical more on the historical uh the partly because the the the, the books are not going to be tied into the specifically ongoing sort of, uh or at least the um how should i put this uh they i don't want to say that they're not going to be uh connected to that but the uh, I was I was told that okay, there's some things that are changing. Just as I was getting going, there were some big events that were happening in the world, yes. right? And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and so, but I wasn't writing those events, right? It's not mm -hmm. like uh, you know, the, this is the this novel is the book of the events currently happening in the main campaign. That's not what yeah. the, the intent is. 
So the it's it's going to be more uh, to the side, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so I was though I was told that okay, I was told okay, this sort of stuff is happening, but don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. so the the focus was on the on, the, uh, on, on what was in the the, the core books. Okay. So uh, should readers consider this story like canon, like part of the official history of the world? Uh, is it more standalone? Could have, could happen in or not? Or is that not really a, a factor to you? Well, I think? that's 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 a, a good question, and I don't know that I I necessarily know the answers to to all of that. Uh, right. It's certainly not it's not for me to declare whether it's canon or not. Let, let's let's yeah. put it that way. Uh, yeah. That that I I would lean towards the the, the standalone aspect in yeah. uh, in that it's certainly the way that I approached the story was to look at the well, in some ways the way that the 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 books prepare you for setting up your own campaign mm. right so that you have the events that are hap that that are the the, the ongoing history but. The rules are essentially here's a world that you will then create your own narrative in. Yeah, right. It's it's so big that you can that, that both are are, are mm -hmm. possible. So that it's latter that uh, that I approached. So it's effectively uh, a standalone. Oh, and mm -hmm. um, the and 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 essentially it's it's Aconite's own universe within the lore. So rather than an ongoing canon. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, it kind of makes sense that you can. I mean, the world is big enough that you can have a microchasm of a story happening in the middle of yeah. nowhere. No one else yeah, will yeah. about. Yeah. So, well, if you think of just in, uh, in 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 our own realities, right? Whatever the 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 macro politics of a given country are, uh, the uh, in in any given city, village, uh, community, there are going to be all sorts of stories that are happening there that have no connection to what uh, is necessarily exactly. is, is happening on the uh, on, on the grand scale. Yeah. Absolutely. So this is this is Hida Harrow's little campaign that's happening on on a Saturday night between yeah. their friends and yeah. And just, <laughs> there we go. And, and yeah. there's always weird, spooky Shadowland stuff happening all over yeah. the wall. So yeah. Oh, yeah. is it really something that, that anyone's going to notice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's another Tuesday, yeah. So you said you sort of dove into Elfavar a bit when you were tasked to do this. Are there, there specific things you found like the most appealing about the setting, or that really caught you about it? Or, well, I think the book is a reflection of that uh, because when mm -hmm. I was uh, putting together uh, different ideas, the one that that that, uh, that popped the most for me. Well, I mean, uh, horror is my great love, so of course I'm going to gravitate towards the Shadowlands. And yeah. the, uh, you know, the, the Crab Clan, well, they're the ones who are stuck dealing with that the most. So yeah. that was, so yeah, the, the, the novel that came out is a kind of a reflection of the, the ideas and the settings and the characters that most yeah. immediately grabbed me when I read the books. Could very easily be a space marine. What is that? I don't know. Yeah. Can we kill it? Yes. <laughs> Or at least we'll try. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I don't want to be thinking of the heater of space marines. I don't. I do not. <laughs> blue, blue armor. Blue armor. The heater and nighter. Other than the crab clan, uh, do you have any second favorites? Great um, the well, I was certainly the. Um, 
you know, I don't think I had a hierarchy, right? Uh, right. Because each sort of each one that, like, in, in some ways, it was like the you know each one that I read as I as oh they're cool wow this is pretty neat wow, they they got all this stuff that you could do uh, um, uh, as a story and uh, and then then I went to the next one oh no no, no but I like these ones too right uh, so I. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's starting to be. We're 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 bordering on the who's favorite child. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Um, if if you were a character in Rock Again, this is the interesting question. Uh, uh, how how do you think who who what kind of person would you be? Do you think what how would you fit in? Do you think? Oh, probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> Realistically dead. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd be the corpse over there, and then they yeah. have to deal with whatever happened. Insulted to the samurai, or in those Shadowlands, picked up the wrong thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, this looks like yeah. Oh, what happened to my poke? This? Oh, well, that was a bad idea. <laughs> Reroll. Yeah. Reroll. Yeah. Well, given yes, I'd actually. Uh, this is you know the other thing. Given the way that I roll up characters, the, the way I roll in games. Uh, this is, I'm not being facetious at all, right? Uh, the, uh, put it this way, um, uh, players like it when I'm the game master because I'm going to roll ones, um, and, uh, things are going to work out very nicely for the characters. When I'm a character, then it's like, you know, how are you still alive? Well, yeah, you know, someone else. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll tend to roll uh, physical characteristics. That means, well, I could probably pick up a pencil if I were lucky. Uh, yeah. But wielding <laughs> authority. So don't play Traveler. You won't make it through character creation, in other words. No, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a very sad state of affairs. So thinking about characters then for a second. So one of the things I quite liked about the book is how, and you have this tendency in fantasy settings where the magic sort of is the is the way that problems are solved and it's kind of like yeah. an easy, easy excuse whereas this book very much focuses on characters personalities driving the narrative so i mean did you really interact with the magic in rokugan a bit and then decide there was too much of it or um i, I liked the idea of the the fact that the the the, the magic wheel characters depending on the on the setting would be relatively rare and the more i went into the uh, the story the more i decided that all right for this particular set of characters they're not going to have the person who would be you know who who, who would bring the pyrotechnics all right so but or, or rather the and the 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 magic forces are all on the essentially the shadowland side of things so right. given that how do you now? How do you solve this? Right, that you're uh, if the, the the these the magic wielding characters are relatively rare, but it's this is a world where there's going to be a lot of supernatural that is hurling itself at you, particularly in the the crab kind lands. Well, then, how do they deal with that uh, when the, yeah. the majority of the characters don't have those particular capabilities? It's it's always one of the things that amuses me that uh, the Shigenja are supposedly very, very rare, but generally every single player party has at least one. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this, this is what happens when you don't. When you, right. <laughs> they're yeah. rare, so we don't have any. What do you do now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'll probably do a fair bit of dying, but yeah. there still has to be a way of, of, of dealing with it. Yeah. Hmm. I like that. All right. We got a lot of questions about your your writing process and how you, how you became a writer. So so while we got the opportunity, we'll switch gears mm -hmm. a little bit. 
how did you become a writer in the first place? How did you take up this craft? Uh, it's something that I think I wrote, I first started writing a story when I was six years old. So it's been my, essentially my entire life. Uh, you know, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't sell my first stories until a couple, you know, until a few decades later, essentially. <laughs> If, if he'd been selling at six years old, I would be yeah. very impressed. I have yes, to yeah. So, so would I. Frankly, <laughs> but, uh, um, so, yeah, I wasn't until I think um, I was in my um, let's see. Oh, I was in, in my early twenties, I think, by the time I, I sold my first story, and it was, uh, and it wasn't until I was in well into my thirties that I sold my first novel. So, uh, and of course, I came of age uh, back when we, you know, you're still sending self-addressed stamped envelopes and uh, physical manuscript, yeah. right? So, you know, on cuneiform tablets and that kind of thing. So, uh, it was so you know, a very different, uh, probably, you know, some some very antiquated experiences uh, that uh, that I had. It was so it was the, the the process of the stories and then lots of a number of trunk manuscripts. Um, you know, I think I've got three novels that will never see the light of day, and that's a very good thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, then uh, my, my first uh, novel sales were to a, a small press, and then uh, around the time I, I, I sold my fourth novel also coincided when I uh, made my first sale to Black Library. And uh, so that which that was kind of a sea change. Um, that was about uh, about ten years ago now, nor uh, nine that uh, uh, my my first story pitch was accepted by them. So and then since then it's been a much more of a whirlwind of uh, mm -hmm. of, of writing of, of writing books and uh, it's uh, and, and so you know, really feeling like the 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 dream that my six year old self had uh, finally came true. I have to say, if you say six-year-old, first off, professional writer, sectable about games. <laughs> it's like, you know, got some minis, play with those, write about that. I think your six-year-old self would be extremely pleased. Yeah, I think he would be, yes. And since the, the very first story that I tried to write was, it was essentially a fanfic about a monster from a comic book, this feels like I just carried straight through. Uh, <laughs> The, the dots aren't hard to connect. Yeah. So, what's your your writing process? I mean, uh, in general, and also for this book in, in in particular, what? How do you how do you get into your groove, as it were? Well, the the the, the novel process begins certainly with the, the pitch, and then the uh, once that's been approved, a chapter by chapter breakdown. Right. And I'm I'm a kind of late convert to the the outlining process the first few uh, novel manuscripts that i wrote were uh were passed mm -hmm. and it was um but i i had a a, a big epiphany in the process of the the first novel that i did sell which yeah. was which had been passed but the, the further i went uh, this this was a, a a thriller the further i went into the book the more balls i had up in the air and it was trying to juggle, and I was starting to have to plan further and further. I had at one point uh, realizing that I was becoming top heavy with characters, and I had a whole bunch of new characters who had to come in. So I took some of the characters that I had, put them in a warehouse, and blew it up so uh, I could uh, take care of some of them that way. Uh, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We just, yeah, yeah you yeah. and you, sorry. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Circle to requirements. Off you go. Uh, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> 
but, but what also then happened uh, was that when uh, in the editorial process, there there was un, uh, perhaps uh, unsurprisingly a lot of, uh, of stuff that needed to be cut, and that novel lost fully a third of its length in the uh, once the uh, I got the notes back from the editor wow. and started to cut and cut and cut. So like literally fifty thousand words went out the door, and. For, and because I had been uh, moving towards uh, uh, more uh, more outlining for the next book, I did a full outline uh, from the start. And yeah. the editing process was like night and day. And this time it was so much faster, so much easier. And I knew where I was going all the way along. You know, at the same time, knowing that I could change whatever I needed to change uh, yeah. if, uh, if I did. So if, if, if I needed to. So, so now the uh, I do a chapter by chapter breakdown, and then as I begin each chapter, I do a further breakdown in five hundred word to a thousand word chunks. Uh, tr try to sort of, uh, point format out so I know exactly what I'm doing on, on on a particular day, and then I try to get anywhere. Well, uh, if if things are trucking along normally and a deadline isn't looming imminently between one thousand words a day. Uh, and then cranking that up to more uh, as uh, as as deadlines require and day job allows. All right, sounds good. And then a lot of uh, appropriate music for whatever the story is. As yeah, I'm, uh, as, as I'm actually back <laughs> towards that. Always useful. Yeah. yeah. So I guess there's a question: um, how how is it to work with Aconite Books? I mean, they're a fairly new company, aren't they? From or they're maybe yeah. just just new to us. No, no, they are new. Uh, it's uh, just this is really the, um, I guess they've been around for about a year and a half uh, or, or so now. So these are their yeah. first books that are uh, that, that we're seeing now. It's been wonderful. Um, I, I had previously, as uh, like I said, uh, worked with, um, uh, with, with, with uh, my editor Lottie uh, when she was at, at Black Library. So we had a pre-existing working relationship there. But uh, the... It's been an unalloyed pleasure. Uh, they've been they're you know really enthusiastic, wonderful people who know what they're doing. Uh, the uh, there's such a range of different IPs that uh, mm -hmm. they're, that are in their stable. So um, it's exciting to think about. Okay, so we've you know done something this and what's this over here? And yeah, but I really like this, but there's another bright shiny object over there. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to doing more and uh, seeing uh, what else is is coming down the uh, coming down the pike, and it's yeah uh, I I really I'm, I'm I'm babbling a little bit uh, but it's been really just great. Awesome. Right, that's what you want to hear. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Is is there anything you're nervous? So now we're now we're like this book is coming out soon. Is there anything you're nervous when you about when you're thinking about releasing this story? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, how much did I get wrong? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did I, you know, um, yeah. are, are the, the L five R uh, fans going to open this up and going what? Uh, you know the, uh, you know, and and the, I mean, one of the um, things that uh, one of the notes that we got back from um, from Katrina was about the the use of the idea of honor in the um, in in the book and uh, avoiding some. Uh, some stereotypes that in the in in, in that draft I, I had fallen into, and so we were sort of work, work to to yeah. uh, get those out. But I'm still conscious of that, and it's like, well, okay, I hope that 
you know we we fix that that this is that is coming through the way that um, that I hope it would. But uh, and you know it's just the 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 I suppose the anxiety that comes with with any uh, book, but particularly with something where there's both the the culture of the game and the culture you know and from which it is inspired. Yeah. Um, knowing that I'm coming to both. Uh, as as an outsider, and so wanting to be respectful, and and again, you know, the I, to come back to what we were joking about earlier, uh, not to fall into the arrogance of thinking I got it right, but hoping I didn't get it too badly wrong, mm. and hoping that it's a it, it's it's a story that people will enjoy. I mean, I'm not a diehard Crab Clan person myself, but I, th I think yeah, I think you hit it pretty close to the to the mark on that one well that's very reassuring thank you yeah I'm, I'm just my first impressions really, <laughs> you hit it pretty yeah. close to the mark yeah that's good um and i think that's our final question is do you have any advice you can give to aspiring writers out there uh well the there's there's you know the, the usual of uh certainly read as as widely uh, and as much as possible and uh, and that the writing can be, it, it can be a very long and, and frustrating process. It's uh, as, as far as getting something out there is concerned. Uh, the, I know that when I, when I look back at the, for just uh, to take one example, the, the, the first novels that I wrote and they meant as, as they would to so much to me, right? It's like, okay, I'm writing this book, written this book. I want this book to be published. Well, I know now that that book will never be published and I don't want it to ever be published, but the younger self that wrote that wouldn't want to hear that from, uh, from, mm. from my older self. And so the, I guess uh, all, all, all I can say then is to be, even though so much can be discouraging, there, to try not to be discouraged, to keep working at it, to keep honing the craft. And there isn't one correct way of, of doing it, right? Everyone finds their own path, their own way of, of learning how to shape stories uh, to uh, and, and characters. It's something that I'm still le learning very, very much. The more that I learn, the more conscious I become of how much I didn't know and don't know and how much more there is to learn. So it's all very vague in general, but uh, I'd say if you have the, the, the stories in you, get them out there and uh, get them out of yourself, onto the screen, onto paper, and then keep doing that. Sounds great. Well, thank you very much. I have one more question and you don't have to answer it, but I got to ask it anyway. And that is, can we expect any other L5R books from you? Certainly, I'd be more than happy to. I have ideas. I have, I have some very specific ideas for a follow-up to Curse of Honor. Uh, I, I've, I've got the, the, the germ of, of an idea. Uh, so I know I've, I've set things, some things up, so I know where I would want to go with, uh, with some of uh, this, uh, um, particularly Baraco. Uh, so I would, uh, given the chance, yes. So right. we'll, we'll see what happens. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, we really appreciate it. I hope you well, have a Well, thank you. It's been a lot of fun speaking with you. Uh, do you have anywhere on the internet if people were to want to find out more about you and what you've written and things like that? Plug, yes. Plug they, uh, uh, they, uh, probably uh, my uh, on Twitter, I'm at David underscore Annandale. 
is uh, I, I have I have a website davidannadale.com which is sadly out of date. <laughs> so uh, Twitter's probably the easiest way to uh, keep up with me. Cool. Okay. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.